This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Empower. While Empower can't tell you who to start at running back each week, they can help you tackle your money questions. Can you retire early? What's your net worth? Will you be able to afford your child's education? With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you can get clarity on your real-life financial goals. Join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. To start today, visit Empower.com. To the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. Hi. It's foreman time for me, for you. That's right. That's on show 1500? Yeah. yeah. Count. On show 1500, we yes. went with its foreman time? Yes. I Dis- feel disgusting. I feel like something was stolen from us. What did you want? Uh, what do you mean, what did we want? Well, what did you want? What did we want? Football uh, time. I, I always want football oh, time. Oh, okay. No, that's that's fine. I get it. Deontay Foreman is not on any of your teams. <laughs> I understand. But that the, is. But I mean, the people who have him are very excited. About it being Foreman time? Yes. Uh, welcome in, show 1500. They tell me this is a big number. It's a, not only a big number, but it's a round number. And I think that's actually what's special about it. I mentioned it to my wife this morning that it was show 1500. She said, we just did show 1000. Yeah. She said that was a long time ago. Yep. It, it does feel like it was like last season. About 500 shows ago. And... I I also I was talking to my wife about it and then I extrapolated and I said that means that there is at least 15,000 hours. Oh my gosh. Of the fantasy oh, footballers oh, wow. podcast cuz like I mean our shows sometimes are 45 more like often they're an hour. The Megalodon is always two and a half hours. It's like, but they're not ten hours, which is what it would require. Oh, did I for do us the math to have wrong? Fifteen thousand hours. Oh yeah, you're right. Because this isn't show fifteen thousand. Yeah, I did my math wrong. I added a zero. <laughs> <laughs> but there are fifteen hundred hours. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah. Which is a lot like... of hours to have <laughs> talked just, into a microphone. I, I did the uh, people are going to live to see the year three thousand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like I rounded a little bit too high there. December 9th, 2020. <laughs> show 1000. So, here we are. Show 1500. And uh, Did you I, know there's at least 1500 hours? <laughs> it sounds so much worse. Oh, I know. Like yeah. 15,000. I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. That's a lot of I was of, pretty pumped about that. Should have just let it slide so people are impressed. 15,000 <laughs> no, no. hours. <laughs> we will never get there. Um just to confirm what everybody speculated, I saw the YouTube comments and saw the tweets. Yes, I did take 
a few days to commit to growing my facial hair out. <laughs> that is why. Thank you. That's why I missed. I needed uh, to get to stubble. Honestly, I the, can look at you again. We benched him. Yeah. <laughs> we said this is for your own good. Go on the IR. Yeah. It's a, it's it would have been funnier to cover a three-show IR. Get healthy. <laughs> it's better for the show. Get hairy. Get yeah. hairy. Get back. Yeah. Uh, we have some spe- – well, not we. I mean, the producers have some special stuff planned. Um, I did listen to the podcast while I was out. It was great. Congratulations, man. Uh, and unsubscribed. Oh, no. Immediately. Mm. No, I thought mm. you guys did a great job. And you teased the fact that we have our top ten nicknames of all time. I assume all three of us have no idea the result. I have no I, idea. I do not know. I was thinking this morning. I was like, oh, my gosh. We're going to find out, like, according to the Foot Clan, the number one, like the That's what is the number one nickname, and so uh, we're doing that on today's show at the and end. And why is it Darnell Anderson? That's what we're going to oh, learn today. I hope so, baby. I b- I believe in the Foot Clan. I don't, um, think, I don't think that's on there. Brooks, how many names were in the poll over the past fifteen hundred shows? How many nicknames were did they have to choose from? I think I saw one hundred and eight. One hundred and eight nicknames, and we we whittle it down. So that'll come at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. They've also prepared some sort of game. Some sort of game that I know nothing about. Did you have something you were going to say, Al? I was just going to say, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, you guys had made a promise that we need to make good on. Oh, crap. What did we do? Oh, man. This is not good. The Fantasy Footballers Podcast. (laughs) What was that? Is that a new musical? (laughs) It's podcast. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't realize this. This is show 1491. We are nine episodes away from show 1500, Which will and be- that will be Fantasy Footballers the Music. Welcome, everybody. Yes, we've made it here. It's true. And so we're celebrating with a musical review. 1500 episodes of the Fantasy Footballers Show. Our fans, the Foot Clan, we owe it all to them. Loving Michael Keaton and our dinner butter trend. There's plenty more to go with Andy's voice cracking intro. In a world of football fantasy. Crying when we see our wives. wives. With the deucers in Deucers Alley. Hitting that. Now, Andy, Mike, and Jason, everybody, places, please. The audience is waiting for this very special treat. Raise the curtain now, let's go. It's our 1500th show. Mike, and Jason on the goal line. It's football time. Oh my goodness! That was <laughs> that was something awesome. Woo! I am way more hyped for show fifteen hundred. Dude, we're on yeah. the goal line. Yeah, I mean here we are. <laughs> now they got the last part wrong. They said it's football time. So yeah. I mean they, they it's did, foreman. Yeah, time. it's yeah. foreman time. Please, but other than please that, update the lyrics. Wow! Whoever put that together, well done. Well done. Give them a round of applause. Yes. Somebody, I got just, you. I got you. Great job, producers. Wow. Great job. Every 500 shows, they really, they really, they do knock it out of the park. They knock it out. They save. They store up. Oh, yeah, for sure. They've been s- certainly storing up for 500. Yeah. Wow. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. No. And I it, was really thrilled that there was something that someone else was singing because yeah. I thought you literally had gotten to the end of that set, sa- and then you just played the ready. music, and you were waiting for us to sing. I was ready. 
And Boy, you were the only one. I was I was ready, and then that Welcome thing- to the Yacht <laughs> Four, man. And then the song came on, and then it just kept going. It did go for a while. <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging around. We do have a lot to talk about. We have starts of the week, the boom, boom kicker. We got matchup previews. We got some news to talk about. Let's jump in. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. For those listening at home, there were some uh, d- d- delightful video highlights accompanying, accompanying, yeah, accompanying the. Uh, you the, got worse every time. Yeah, this, <laughs> the lyrics, the lyrics were on the screen too. Brooks would like you to know. A um, couple quick updates: Seahawks, Cardinals. Kenneth Walker didn't practice chest injury. Jackson Smith and Jigba hip injury. Tyler Lockett with his weekly hamstring limitations. Uh, I, I don't want to read too much into any of those yet. Uh, we'll wait for the Thursday practice report. Yeah, it, it's – I mean – They're new injuries for Walker and, and Jigba. The 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 Walker one is more worrying to me considering he has been, you know, basically on a snap count for two weeks because he keeps popping up on the injury report. Like, the man is just – he is not healthy. So, I, I have my concerns there. Well, it's crazy because, um, and I'll, I'll just preview this. I mean, I'm I'm going to get myself shamed on Friday, but when we jump into like DFS, it, you know, Zach Charbonnet sitting there for 4,200 mm-hmm. this yeah, week. That's nice. And then you go and you just look at the game logs for Zach Charbonnet, even <laughs> with the opportunity, nice. <laughs> and it's abysmal. It's not even like he's not hitting seven or eight fantasy points for for DFS. He's just doing nothing. So it makes it a, a kind of a real tough situation. The because he should be if he if he gets more opportunity he should be good but yeah it, if you if you look I mean he's pretty efficient with his opportunities oftentimes you know he was five for fifty three two weeks ago but his opportunities four seven five you can't do anything with them. they're not proportionate to snap count either not at all it's and, it's like uh, just it's weird but and also though the last two weeks wait someone is in the whole building? oh my the board, Kyle, the goodness what? Kyle the Borgoga just walked into Deucer's Alley. Un- what is happening? Unbelievable. Go ahead and throw that camera over there. He's back, back in the building. Oh, I heard it was a big episode. So. My goodness. What? Let's go. Dude, okay, this is great news. I hope that He we- moved back to Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> so I hope we didn't pay for that. Wow. I would have passed. The bill's in the mail. <laughs> yeah, so when right. he said he was up for pickleball, he meant it. All right. All wow. right. Fair enough. Wow. Fair enough. My, well, you know what? Okay. Uh, we're getting surprised yeah, today. We are. <laughs> this is tremendous. Welcome in, Kyle. I wanted to make sure, like, when we opened the door that you didn't think someone was going to, like, fight you or do something else. But the, I heard the door, and I was I like, saw what the light is going and, on? And I was like, what is Jeremy doing? Yeah, yeah. he's making noise over there. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Kyle well, the Borgogan hey, in the building welcome again. Welcome back to the yes. studio. Okay. You're, so, you're unwanted. <laughs> my, my point for... <laughs> back to I don't know how you go back to football. Uh, my point for Seattle and, and Charbonnet and, uh, was the last two weeks, it was the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. So I Yeah, mean, that, that's, and it's not them that's this a, week. That is a difficult team to get running back points against, and now you get the Washington Manders. I'm still, yeah. I'm still reeling from. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were in Georgia right now. <laughs> Welcome in, <laughs> James Connor. Limited. I think he's back. You guys talked about it. The reports we had was that he was ready to go, and um, we're it, hoping. And then Michael Wilson. He's been, you know he missed last week, 
He's been limited with the shoulder. We have a lot of optimism around his potential involvement. The snap counts are always high for Michael Wilson. Like, he'll be out there a lot. Um, I think we're all excited to see Hollywood, number one, mm -hmm. McBride's involvement, number two, Absolutely. and then Michael Wilson with the potential to be more consistent. Because Wilson is a good player. Like, That's, I, I really think if Wilson is on your waiver wire and you have a spot, pick him up, not because it's a absolute guaranteed slam dunk or even a high probability. The point is at this at this part of the season, what what can change for players like this where their their situation improves drastically? And well, th this is a this is a drastic improvement. Huge. Huge. Absolutely massive. So uh hopefully, like Jason said on the show a couple days ago, it is the inverse of the Stafford. You know, where you you've been living right. this life where um, they've been piecing it together. Like we talked about, like it's funny because the Cardinals got progressively worse as an offense. Like Dobbs started mm -hmm. the year and it was pretty competitive. You know what we don't talk about a lot with that that hasn't been brought up is just like we act like losing James Conner I, <laughs> meant nothing. I was just when gonna, it's massive to be, to being able to threaten the defense. When sure. you talked about the offense that looked good to start the year that got much worse, yeah. I was going to bring up if you look at when that happened, it's when James Conner left. The fact that you've got James Conner, Hollywood, Trey McBride, Michael Wilson, uh, Kyler to run that, and no defense, it is the recipe you're looking for and, in fantasy football. And, and just be comforted. This this is not bias from Arizona folks here. I would love us to lose every game the rest of the year. Like I, <laughs> I'm sad that we will now not have the first pick because I think they will compete and win. I think they're only do, – do you know the line for that game? Off I the top of your head, I, yeah, Mike, do you know that line? I, I don't. Let's I, see if you can guess the line for the Cardinals-Falcons. And I kind of teased maybe uh, my surprise. but I do know – I mean, last I had heard, anyways, the Falcons actually have a pretty high implied team total. I'll go Falcons minus three. I believe it's one and a half. So Okay. I, I know for sure – Falcons, though? It's Falcons it, it was, one and a half? It, it was, right. I, I know for sure that it was, at one point, Falcons minus two. Yeah, moved to F Falcons minus one last I saw. Is it back up? It's to one and a half. half. Okay, yeah, it's it's minus one and a half right now. And um, we're look. If you want to root against Arthur Smith, this is your pathway. Yeah, everyone's a Cardinal fan this week. Did you watch Arthur? <laughs> I I have now. By the way, Brooks, I this is you surprised us with the Borgogan. You surprised us with the musical number. I want you to know, I'm now turning the clock off. Like nice. I don't, I don't, I don't care good. Yeah, how long the show you, is. Man. Oh yeah, fifteen hundred shows. I've never turned the clock off, so that was the first time. Um, we have no schedule because you know who else turned the clock off was Arthur Smith when he decided to talk for five minutes about all this highfalutin. And Kyle, you are a. I mean, you've been in the. You're in the state where he resides, which. You know that's troubling. That's to begin why Kyle's with. here. It's He's a bit like, too close. Did um, you yeah. escape, Arthur? Yeah. After he shaved his mustache, I got out. I mean, the beard looks bad, the mustache looks bad, and babyface looks bad. So Arthur's still searching. He's just look. Maybe some chops. He's oh, <laughs> yeah, do that, some gnarly that, lamb chops. That would fit his face pretty well because his face is it's, it's a little weird looking. Lamb, well, lamb chops, and then it's is it the handlebar? Sure. Where the, you want him to tie in? The, no, no, no. Just oh. the the biker. Where the mustache goes down, it's not connected on the chin. Yeah, not none of that's going to fix either. the goal line offense. Yeah, yeah. the the um, the question was posed: Why is Bijan not getting uh, many opportunities inside so the red zone? It was so condescending. It, see, I I didn't take it that condescending. But oh, you're in. 
You're in on Arthur. Jason and Arthur. He is trying to explain away, and he couldn't. He just kept talking in a circle of like basically what he, I what I think he was trying to say, and that's the best anyone could say. They gotta they gotta interpret and say I think what he was trying to say was there have been more play calls for him that just didn't go to him. It's, Run it's, pass options. No, that I they, heard it. They passed. Yeah, it sounded it, yeah cool. Flags on the play that yeah. were called back. No, it's bullcrap. Absolutely, it's, but it's bullcrap. Can you imagine a world where Kyle Shanahan gets up behind the microphone? Okay, this is the real. This is the real situation. Yep. Yep. Look, I, I am, I am probably the one that goes to bat about NFL v fantasy the most. Where it's like, look, players don't, they, they don't, you know, we're like, oh, why does Ken, Kenny Gainwell get snaps? We're like, well, there's intangibles, right? Like, why do those players get snaps? This is indefensible. Yeah. Like if Kyle Shanahan got up there and goes, well. Yeah, we really wanted to get McCaffrey the ball around the goal line, but sometimes we just we just audibled out of it, and sometimes we you know we just took what the defense gave us, and then there's a holding penalty, and then there's a fumble, and look, you it's not that complicated. You you take the ball from the center, and then you turn, and then you hand it to a great player to the player that you drafted in the top ten of the draft, and then when you go into the press conference, I'm going to give him all the words he needs. He'll say, "Yeah, we gave it to Bijan." When they say, "Hey, what happened to the goal line?" Yeah, we gave it to Bijan. Why'd you we, score we, that touchdown? You know, or <laughs> oh, we gave it to Bijan. Yeah, or or why? You know, you didn't score in the goal line. Yeah, we we lost with our best though. You know, we we put the best foot forward. Oh no, we can't get Derrick Henry the ball around the goal line. Too many trick plays. I mean, it, it, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. no it's, it's, it's I didn't get to react yeah. on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to Arthur Smith. <laughs> but. You're just digging the hole deeper, Arthur. Well, and and here's the thing. It's not and just the gonna, goal line. The they're going to fill it in with you in the hole. If you're talking about inside the five, inside the five, okay, uh, all the all the stupid trick plays, the Janu jet sweep, that's nonsense. Tyler Algier has been okay inside the five. He's three for six carries, three touchdowns on on, on six carries. That's, that's fine. Um, but total carries, this is insane. Tyler Algier has 116 carries this season to Bijan's 103. That is indefensible. You cannot possibly give a guy who's running at 3.2 yards a carry more carries than the guy running at 5 yards a carry. You're hurting your offense, we could, period. We could live with Algier as goal line option. Yes. If it wasn't so disproportionate. And he's the he may be the biggest victim of all because we all resent him. <laughs> and he's not doing yeah. anything but playing football. And I like him. I like Tyler Algier. Well, you would. He's three point two a carry. That's right in the well, that's a Madison like, range. You yeah. like those guys? Yeah. Look, hey, tough grinders. Someone's got <laughs> someone's got lunch pail it, man. Uh, David Montgomery, full participant. He's going to be back out there. I know we have uh, slightly differing opinions. I think of what things will look like with him back out there. I believe he goes straight back to the David Montgomery role, carrying the bulk of the work, um, and and having uh, Gibbs. Where we saw him uh, earlier in the season, you think well, Gibbs just has earned more touches? And for will. sure, for sure. I mean that you, this is the twelfth pick in the draft, and and we expected it to maybe take some time. But I believe what I said on the show was that you know there's just going to be a not a massive difference, but you're going to have more opportunities. He's more comfortable. Uh, some of the stuff that you know we hadn't got to see, we got to see. So. And Montgomery's been hurt twice. That was my other point. Is like yeah. you do need to. And to me, it's ten percent difference. You know, in in maybe um, the 10 amount of, of the carries on first and second down instead of going to Montgomery. Correct. Gibbs. Yeah, just like a small difference. I think Montgomery's a great play. I think Gibbs is a good play. Uh, Justin Jefferson on playing in Week Ten. Uh, 
would be a little aggressive, according to his head coach, Kevin O'Connell. So we don't expect to see him, but 21-day window. It was opened. This is great news. We we kind of uh, looked at the, the yellow flag, the worrisome flag of if they were to not open it up this week, they could end up going all the way to the bye week. You wouldn't see him until like week 14. That's not happening now. Can't happen uh, if they want him to play again this year. So he'll be back either next week or the following week for sure. And uh, Khalil Herbert, according to Tom Pelissero, not expected to play tonight, which is why Mike opened show 1500 with the iconic line, it's Foreman time. Yeah, that it'll either look real good or real bad tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I all all morning long, everyone's been saying like you just smash play Deonta Foreman, and I I do agree that you should play him. Like the last week, I think was the first week of the season that Carolina didn't finish in the bottom half in terms of fantasy points given up to the running back position, and it was close, right? It was like thirteenth. So you have to play Foreman. Like he's been effective. I'm not sure what you get tonight in this game. Yeah, I I agree. But, um, but and also Brian, like, will you be happy with Herbert if you? Or sorry, not Herbert. Will you be happy with Foreman if there's no touchdowns tonight? That is a question I think uh, worth answering. Unlikely, unlikely. But also, I mean, is Roshan in play because the matchup is so good? I don't think so. the the, the twenty We had twenty carries last week for Foreman. That I expect it to be another. They're going to try at least to be a real run heavy script. Brian Burns for the Carolina Panthers, one of their like their guys. He won't be playing tonight. So that's it just – it's all – the witch's brew is all there. Now, is it going to be helpful or poisonous? We will see. <laughs> that was today's News and Notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com slash insurance. And uh, I'm still reeling from seeing the Borgogan yeah, over there. this is weird. It's like he never left. I don't know. I've always been here. Hiding in the what back. What is the um, – is the, like – attitude in Atlanta much worse than even out here like are you guys actively despising your own head coach y'all's reaction was pretty visceral but people yeah don't like him at all mm. are they actually calling for, like the, is the seat hot yeah oh okay. they're 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 probably going to the playoffs man that's the worst part about this Go if, Cardinals if you look <laughs> if you look at their schedule coming up it just makes me so sad that Arthur can't get fired the Saints the Jets the how stubborn, the Panthers. how stubborn is he? Genuine question, because it, it matters to me. Trade deadlines are coming up, right? We've got, I believe, next week a trade. Uh, uh, Our League of Records trade deadline is next week. Yeah, and then we're talking some uh, some targets and stuff like that. But I'm asking how stubborn is he, because like I've, I've kicked the tires on Bijan. But it's like, I do. how stubborn are you? You say Tyler Algier is the best player in the world. I really, truly... Uh, I I watched the entire press conference. I saw everything he said. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, it's my job. <laughs> Got to do it. Um, I I genuinely believe Bijan Robinson gets the ball a ton. Has a a good game this week. I think going forward, rest of season, he's he's a running back one from this point forward. That's still my belief. I know he's hard headed. You take Brees over him, wouldn't you? I would currently take Brees over him. Yes, okay. Brees is getting like 20 carries a game. Yeah, and Bijan dreams of such num oh, yeah. such numbers. <laughs> All right, into the forecast. Fantasy forecast. This week, the Chiefs and all their stars, and the Dolphins and all their stars, and the Eagles and all their stars, 
and then the Rams are on by. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and uh, we got another Germany game. Bonjour. Yeah. You know, I'm I've, I I kind of was into it last week. Yeah, because you know the why? Time, the time change. <laughs> That's why. It started at 7.30 instead of 6.30 for us, and I was like. 7.30 is fine. I had just yeah. woken up, and I was like, oh, I got yes. a little time before the game. Seven, Wake up, turn a game on. 7.30 is fine. 6.30 is no. not fine. What, what are we doing? The Colts, 4-5, and five, playing the New England Patriots at 2-7. and seven. Is it just me, or do you imagine Bill Belichick was just super frustrated to have to go to Germany <laughs> for this game? Uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook line is Indianapolis minus one and a half. The over-under is 43 points. Do we get a, a track meet again? Indianapolis, they, they've they been giving you some exciting games. The 43-point over-under is fine. I mean, um, the Colts are somehow, this is true, the only NFL team to score 20-plus points in every single game. That's Ooh. wild. Yeah, I I mean I like New England to win the ball game. But it's going to be tight and uh Gardner doing his thing. Mac Jones, <laughs> he is their quarterback. He is still their quarterback, yeah. That's what we can say. Ramondre Stevenson. Jason, you're in this week. I am very in on Ramondre Stevenson this week. Uh the Indianapolis Colts are one of the worst defenses against the run. Over the last six weeks, they've given up the most fantasy points to running backs. I, I believe you could play Ezekiel uh, Ezekiel Elliott as a decent uh flex option. You know, I the way that I view this, especially because it's it's come on the ground, touchdowns have been hard for New England to come by, and the Colts give up a lot of touchdowns to the running backs. So I'm seeing one apiece here. I think Ramondre gets in the end zone. I think Zeke gets in the end zone uh, in this matchup in Germany. Okay. What are we looking at on the other side? We had uh, we had Jonathan Taylor get the majority of work last week. It was, you know, we, the week before you guys were kind of alluding to the fact that maybe he really was banged up in the second half. Uh, it's hard, though. I mean, it was obviously just one one week. But it was it was what was the expectation from before. So it's not just one week out of the blue with no rhyme or reason why Jonathan Taylor would have the carries. It's well expectation from us. Oh, is that I, what you're I saying? Think, because I think it's expectation not... from the world. When you give Jonathan Taylor that much money, you would expect him coming off of injury that it would take a couple weeks. I mean, this is what we said, but a lot of people said it would take a couple weeks until he becomes the seventy thirty, the main leader of this backfield. And and that happened. You know, 74% of snaps this last week, 18 carries, 23 opportunities in the game. It, he he went back to the role that they paid him to exist in. So I don't think that goes away without an injury. Mike? I'm in complete agreement. You had – look at the routes. Like, Jonathan Taylor ran 21. Zach Moss only ran four. Moss only had seven opportunities. I think we are full wheels up for Jonathan Taylor, and I, and I would be – trying to bench Zach Moss now. Okay, uh, Michael Pittman. Yeah, just playing. Demario Douglas. Uh, uh, if you're uh, – I can Zay see – Zay Flowers or Douglas? Ooh, Douglas. That's yeah. where I live. Yeah, I, you got to stick with the target share. Uh, JSN or Douglas? JSN dealing with the hip, but it's so, Washington. I love the JSN matchup this week. I would go JSN over Demario Douglas, barring today's practice report. If, if JSN is a full participant – and, you know, yesterday was kind of a, a rest day on Wednesday. 
then I'm on the JSN side. If he's struggling with this new hip injury through the week, then I would go Demario Douglas. Hunter Henry, seven targets last week. He's always a uh, kind of like a spot start yeah, tight end guy. You can fly with him if you want. You like him or Njoku more this week? Njoku's I like, got Baltimore, but he scored in two straight. I, I like Hunter Henry uh, a lot more. The, the matchup is pretty good uh, against the Colts. Hunter Henry is definitely in streaming consideration. He, I was looking for him in the, the DraftKings uh, lineup, but unfortunately not on the slate. Would you drop Josh Downs right back into your flex position if he was active this week? You, I mean, yeah, probably. Assuming we get in, like you know, at least uh, a limited practice day or a a full practice at some point, like I'll be playing him over Douglas. Yeah, okay. I would agree with that. Uh, let's take a break. Back with the Texans Bengals. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, for Clan, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more of that precious time. The question is, time for what? What would you do? Maybe more fantasy football. I don't know. If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Um, what would be the first thing you turn to if you had that extra hour? Uh, I think for me, I would often say maybe I'd finally read that book I wanted to read. Maybe it's uh, being there for a friendship that you haven't been able to be there for. And the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's actually important to you so that you can make those things a priority and therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities. And then you know what things you can spend time on and what will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you will be left wishing, like all of us, that we have more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. All right, Houston and their triad of top 10 wide receivers. The Texans 4-4 four and four, taking on the Bengals who are 5-3 and three and hurting at the wide receiver position. The DK Sportsbook line, Cincinnati minus 6.5. The over-under is 47. Both teams coming off big wins. Cincinnati looked good last week. Houston, the, the insane 39-37 win over the Buccaneers. That game was awesome. I mean. It was. You, yeah, I mean, it was. if you – just keep in mind, like, that, if you had the over-under of 70, you should have taken the over <laughs> last week, which is wild. Cincinnati's on fire though. And uh but we got the bad news. I mean, T. Higgins injured at practice. Yeah, that's not good. A hamstring issue that came up. Uh you know, it's a new injury and if it's legit it's it's funny how sometimes we, we don't look at practice injuries the same. You know, it's like, ah, it's just a practice an injury's an injury. Right. Um and it's later in the week. So if he if he is um 
if he misses a full practice, you know, he was only limited, so maybe it's okay. But if he misses a practice, you've got to be prepared to not have Higgins. Well, the, the worst part is, and like, I'm sorry, like this isn't really actionable uh, news or anything. I'm just saying like I had T Higgins last year and there's a lot of people that had the experience of, oh, T Higgins is playing great. No, well, because because you no, he's not. Your default is like start your studs when they're yes. active. Yes, and T. Higgins has a history of burning us by being active and then going and taking a snap, and then he's done. So I'm I'm not at all saying that's happening, but if you had Higgins on your team last you've year, you've got to be frustrated. You, you're you're thinking about that because a hamstring injury is not like this. Could be more than one week, right? This could be having that level of doubt whether he plays or not. You know, the fact that he could come off the field and then there's confidence in the building that Jamar Chase is going to be out there, but he's not been practicing. He's got that back issue. He he came down so hard on that. Yes, he did. On that um, attempted uh, catch. So all of a sudden it's like, mm, Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd seems like... Maybe. Like he might be Maybe. a legit play this week. He's it, been it more involved. Be a, and last year was, or last week was just a a hodgepodge of their tight ends as well. I mean, he's always on the field and if you don't have Higgins... Yeah. Six seven catches is not out of the question for Tyler Boyd. I would agree that in a in a full PPR, if they're down receivers, Tyler Boyd could be okay. This is going on two years though, where wide receivers have not done very well against the Houston Texans. Some of that's because you can run on them easily, but you know, I I'm not super excited to start Tyler Boyd. Whereas because you can run on them easily, if they're down other assets, I expect to see a massive workload for Joe Mixon like very very good play this weekend he's been pretty good the the previous two weeks I I, I think this is like NBA jam rules he's going to catch fire this week yeah he's a smash star but do if you were down Chase and Higgins are you just pulling out the blindfold strapping it on your head and starting Joe Burrow anyway because you, this is a, a team that right. we've mm. we've talked about you know disappointing quarterback performances against them if both and if both of those guys are back and you think Mixon's going to smash, I mean, it's like if he both does, Chase and Higgins were gone, would you start Sam you, Howell against Seattle over Joe Burrow? There's, oh man, that might be the smarter well, thing to do if both guys were out. Here's the real question, and this is for Mike because we have these two guys. Okay, okay, oh yeah, Dino Junior Champ Champ Champ. If Chase and Higgins are gone. Would we roll with Burrow as we currently have it set, or would we put Kyler in there? I would. I think I'd still stick with Burrow. Too bad I'm the main manager <laughs> there. I'm going I, Kyler. I, I, oh, hey, this it, I get it. But saying if if I had to make that choice just myself, because Joe Burrow is back, and yes, the, he won't have a he may not have wide receivers. That's the that's the scenario we're talking about. But Houston twelfth, or I'm sorry, twenty eighth against tight ends giving up almost 12 points a game and we saw both you know we, we saw Irv Smith and who else scored last week Drew Sample Sample yeah D freaking Drew Sample what is, what is this all about the yeah I, I think it's important to remember that this high-flying CJ Stroud led 39 point offense put 13 points up against the Panthers the week before mm -hmm. and um, so it, it has not been you know 470 and five Every week. That if you played Stroud the week before, it was one forty and zero. If you actually look, when they were at home against Pittsburgh, he was top ten. When they were on the road against Atlanta, he did not have a good game. 
They were at home against New Orleans. He had a good game. They were on the road against Carolina, an easy matchup, terrible game. At home against Tampa Bay. So it's been a little bit of uh, red light, green light, but it's specifically split with home versus road games. This one is in Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't like the matchup for him. No, it's it, it certainly – I don't think we should over um, – react to last week he is still a rookie he's going to have up and down games the defense is going to be good they're going to want to run the ball if they don't have their wide receivers them being the Bengals um, the Bengals are still favored by six and a half so I, I agree I mean the, this I don't think he's an absolute locked in starter for instance my my, my weekly uh, barometer has been Kyler like would I start Kyler I would start Kyler over CJ Stroud Damian Pierce didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, today and tomorrow are going to matter a lot as to whether he's back out there. The Bengals have struggled. Bengals have struggled against the run in the last six weeks, so that would be something where, you know, is he in flex consideration if he's active with Singletary struggling so much? If Pierce is active? Correct. Uh, Zeke would, or Pierce? Zeke. I would go Zeke. And then, but flip it on the other way, if Pierce... Flip it on the other way. <laughs> if Pierce is out, it was... For fantasy, it was not good for Devin Singletary despite the the shootout that was going on, but 75% of the snaps, 15 opportunities, full bell cow usage. Would you go back to that trust the 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 peripheral numbers? I I would. I, I realized that it wasn't very – If he was by himself? It, yes. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, it, it, last week's matchup against Tampa Bay, it, that they're a good run defense and – struggling with their uh, their passing defense obviously as we saw um so i would i would be fine with singletary put i would the, take singletary over zeke if uh damian yeah. pierce was inactive put the four pass catchers in houston in order of uh who you think will be most effective for fantasy and i'm talking dell noah brown nico collins dalton schultz i would go um I'll still have Nico Collins at the top. Then I'll go Tank. I get Tank. Tank was the one who had the huge game, but he is pretty hot and cold. Uh, and then Dalton and Noah Brown. Just I don't know. I, I just can't. <laughs> I can't give the respect to Noah Brown. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I I feel like I might put Dalton Schultz number one there. Um, there is not a better schedule adjusted matchup on the season for tight ends than the Cincinnati Bengals. Dalton Schultz had 11 targets last it, week. It's fair, given positional yeah. scarcity. You know, if you're factoring that in, not just total fantasy points, I I would think he might be the most important uh, pass catcher on this team. Uh, and then I agree with Mike. I'm I'm still right now going to keep Nico then Tank. Okay. Are you Nico Tank or Tank Nico? I'm always Nico first. Okay. Yeah, I think Tank's awesome. I mean, I think he's he's a big play guy, but I just like Nico's size, the prowess around the red zone. Um, Tank's a better like if I. It's funny because if I had to start like a second flex, I'd rather play Tank than Nico because I'd want that boom potential, and he's gonna he's got that a little bit more in my opinion. The Saints at five and four, the Vikings five and four. The games Ooh. in Minnesota, the DraftKings Sportsbook line: New Orleans minus three on the road. The over under is forty one. That gives uh, the Saints twenty two points. The Vikings nineteen. Minnesota's won four straight games. New Orleans, they're in first place in the South. And they have the easiest rest of season schedule, and I do include this game in that. <laughs> I mean, I, um, it, it's weird because, you know, Derek Carr is getting it done, and that's the end of that sentence. And part of 
part of getting it done is coming off the field at times right, yeah, yeah. for Taysom Hill. And uh, whether to take a wildcat-style run or to throw the football a few times, um, you know, Taysom Hill has been exceptional. Taysom Hill is is like no longer, in my opinion, just a tight end play. He's a flex play. Like he's somebody that you can, you know, play if you have a good another if you have a good other tight end. I don't see why you can't play Taysom Hill. Yeah, we we talked about him a good bit while you were out, saying it things are different now for Taysom Hill. He's getting far more snaps. It's not just a week here and a week there. It's he's his role looks pretty secure at this point. Yeah, it's a it's a month straight of him averaging 16 fantasy points. His lowest has been 8.8 fantasy points, which is fine. I mean, uh, wide receivers have down games that get to that level. Uh, I would agree with you. Chris Olave is an interesting discussion because, mm. yes, he got back into the end zone, but the numbers, 6 for 46, not impressive. The week before, 5 for 46, 7 for 57. Um, hasn't been over 100 yards since week three. Catching 50? No, no, no. Only 50% of his targets this year are deemed catchable. Yeah. Well, because he does not get anything that is easy. Yeah. Very rarely does he get the opportunities close to the line of scrimmage. Those have gone to Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas before last week. Um, Rashid Shahid is a, is a more effective deep play guy right now for this offense, which is crazy, but it's true. So Olave is sitting in this place where, you know, the targets are downfield and, and Carr is struggling to be on the same page with him. Like, it's easy to say, okay, Carr is kind of holding Olave hostage. That would be one way to put it. Except for he's not holding Shahid hostage. So, like, if there's a miscommunication on a play and Olave breaks out and the ball was supposed to go in, that's not a catchable target. That ball's not thrown to where he can catch it, and it's not Carr's fault on those. So I do think it's it's the, both sides are to blame on this. Um, he's had some drops too. But the nice thing about that, to me, the when when I when I I, th I think everything you're saying is is accurate and correct. We've seen so many miscommunications between those two. They are not on the same page. But that is not something that lasts forever. Not being on the same page is something that is actually correctable. You keep practicing. You Tell keep that working. to Jamison Williams. <laughs> Well, that's. I think that's. Uh, he's uh, on his own page. Uh, yeah, man. he's on his own page. We have seen Chris Olave in sync with a quarterback. We have seen Derek Carr in sync with wide receivers. These are two capable players, and when they get on the same page and start connecting, I, I, I'm I'm not terrified of Olave. I I like him in this matchup. Um, on the season, the Vikings are the the place where you beat them is at the wide receiver position. So I'm I'm good with Olave in my lineup. I'd it, certainly start him over Jordan Addison on the other side of the field. I'm not. I'm not necessarily making any comments uh, that are actionable. I'm just laying it out there. Like even, even looking. I know another quarterback for Olave has switched situations, but I'm looking at last year's numbers. You know, it's like he was kind of hot and cold. There wasn't a lot of in between. Is this a, is this a coaching problem? I just think that like we we were really quick through seven weeks of Chris Olave's career to kind of declare something. And I, I like the talent that we saw during that time. And he had a couple more explosive games after that. But he also had a lot of off games. And his catch percentage last year is about 60%. So it's not like we're, you know, this has kind of been a pattern is what I'm saying. And we saw Winston and we saw Dalton and we've seen Carr. But 
I don't know. I think the I think the w- right now we're seeing Olave's most mediocre ver- mediocre version of himself. We are unimpressed with the fantasy results. If he just straight continued this the entire season and never got better, what he is would be a ninety four receive ninety four receptions for just over a thousand yeah. yards, and the touchdowns don't come. That's a pretty good season. 94 for 1,000, that's that's great. Um, mm. Well, I mean, it's not a The 94 is great. The 1,000 is not great for your expectations on a 17-game season. I, no, I hear what you're saying. I'm just laying it out there so that people have, like, I think it's important every every once in a while to pull up, you know, to park the car for a second. And these decisions help, or these discussions help, like, dynasty context for long term. Like, we don't have, we don't know what the future is in, in New Orleans. Um, he's a wide receiver 19 right now on the year. I mean, that's, that's fine. It's not what you hoped. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think we all hope that Olave was going to step into like the Jefferson chase, uh, shoes to, to, to begin the year. Like if you're, if you're staring down long-term Olave versus Garrett Wilson, I am taking Garrett Wilson. Oh, I a hundred percent. Olave was drafted as the wide receiver 12. It looks like on average draft position. So finishing right now at wide receiver 19 would be a disappointment. Madison, he was your hungry for more yesterday, Mike. Um, you know, he's going to have every opportunity to fail or succeed. Or succeed. <laughs> I'm there's, putting it in that order. There's a world where he succeeds. If that world exists, it, this week I think it'll be through the passing game. Yeah, it's going to be tough this week. It's, uh, But, no, look, I, I, I think he's a trade-for candidate. I Sometimes there's those players that are overperforming at running back, and then you look at Madison's situation with Akers out, and you're like, oh, maybe I target Madison, uh, try to grab him now because the volume will be there. Would you rather have Rashad White or Madison? Rashad White. Uh, Rashad White. Rest of the season? Yeah. Jordan Addison? Addison is in such a weird position. This is not a great matchup. No, I don't want to start him. Uh, and then Jefferson will be back. And then it's like, can can Dobbs support multiple wide receiver options? He didn't really support one in Arizona. Uh, so you got to imagine Jefferson's better than Addison. For sure. So that, that'll be an interesting thing to watch the rest of the season. Addison doesn't need a lot if he makes a big play, but Osborne didn't practice. Hawkinson limited. He'll be back out there. And that is kind of where you want to be the last – Six weeks, Saints defense has struggled against the tight end. Yeah, it's the it's the one place they've given up a lot of points. They've been pretty good across the board. You cut Michael Thomas in our league of record. Now I is sure that did. is that um, you know is he kind of out of contention because of the goose week? Uh, he was someone that when we look at what we are going to get from Michael Thomas, I mean the, obviously the goose week was was bad. But we felt like we could find that. You know, we could go on the waivers any given week if we've got to start a wide receiver and go find a Josh Reynolds to plug in there that's going to do what Michael Thomas can do. And uh, we had some other interesting assets to pick up. Who were they? They were defenses. Hmm. Yeah. Chiefs? It was the Kansas City Chiefs, yes. Yeah. You act like this is not in a public feed. You were talking like it's a secret. (laughs) It's like, I could have looked. Don't tell anybody. The Kansas City Chiefs are, are you going to secretly play the Chiefs? Yeah. Just spring it on somebody? <laughs> All right. He's still keep, he's yeah. still keeping it quiet. Yeah. Green Bay's 3 and 5, Pittsburgh's 5 and 3, the DraftKings Sportsbook line Pittsburgh minus 3 over under is 39. I I cannot fathom the Packers winning this ball game. 
I can't even create it in my head, the situation where they score enough points to win here. But yeah. that line's not huge, so maybe I'm crazy. But Pittsburgh, you know, five and three, I think this is the worst kind of matchup for Jordan Love. There is not – Go on the road and play T.J. Watt. Good luck. It's it's extremely difficult. I mean, going through – like who – you know, Aaron Jones, yeah. Uh, it looks like Aaron Jones is – The end. Is, the, is back. But other than that, Christian Watson, who's been incredibly disappointing. Romeo Dobbs is essentially either you get a touchdown or you do not, and then you're just sort of – well, I'm sort of happy. And even in – uh, even in week eight, he he didn't even hit ten points with a touchdown, which just that's that's a pretty amazing game to to get the the padded six there and not make it. And then what is what's going on with Jaden Reed? Like he looked like he was taking the next step. You had the the game against Minnesota, a huge jump in snaps, up to seventy eight percent. Comes through with four for eighty three, and he is rewarded with thirty nine percent of the snaps the following week. And yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. Jaden Reed's was, such a good player. Was Reed banged up? I, I agree. I think Raiden is good. Uh, I but meanwhile, they're like, no, we got to get Dontavian Weeks him, on the – Just called him Raiden. Raiden? Yeah, you did. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you took uh, Jordan Reed and made him <laughs> Raiden. What the – Yeah. What, God of Thunder? What is Raiden? Lightning? God of Lightning? I don't remember. Something like that. Um, I, I think Christian Watson is a good player. I think Jaden Reed is a good player. I think Romeo Dobbs is a good player. Um. I don't think Jordan Love is a good player. Do you know uh, Christian Watson? Remember the four-game stretch mm -hmm. where he had the seven touchdowns or whatever with Rodgers? Yep. Um, he's only ever had one other game in the top 24 since then, since or before. Like that four-game stretch, he's never had another one. Like he's Interesting. He, even including those games, he's a D in our consistency because he's 41% of the time in a workable number. It's really hard right now to have enough trust like you at least need a baseline with Jordan Love week to week to have trust in him. I don't have that. Yeah, and, and I I like the matchup. I like the talent, but you can't trust his body right now. He is extremely banged up. He's dealing with multiple injuries. And talking about Watson, I am talking about Christian Watson. Gotcha. Yeah, and so um, given how banged up he's been in these games, I think he's dealing with like head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Um, knees and toes knees and toes and so I, I I can't put him in my lineup even though I want to with the matchup two targets last week yeah two uh Kenny Pickett and company you know the the one area where the Packers have been slightly weaker has been against running backs but you've got a committee here Najee looked okay last game Jalen Warren electric limited opportunities Lay it out for me. Yeah, I mean, the matchup is really good for both of these guys. Um, you, you imagine this is going to not be a super high-scoring game uh, because you've got two weak offenses, but when you get around the goal line, if they do get around the goal line, I think Najee would be the play over Jalen Warren simply because of the touchdown upside in this specific matchup in a low-scoring game to just kind of play the power-running game against a, a softer Green Bay defense. But either guy, you could flex in a pinch. Mike, do you believe that George Pickens is the kind of squeaky wheel that gets the grease? <laughs> um, No. No. Uh, Deont Deontay Johnson is 
incredible. He's going to keep getting the targets. It's George Pickens will get targets, and they're going to be downfield targets. It's just a he will be either incredible or terrible. Tennessee is three and five. By the way, uh, this is our last matchup before we have, uh, I guess, some sort of special game prepared. Uh, I see nods from Deucer's Alley and the Borgogan. So one more matchup, then we'll do the game, and we got starts of the week, and then we'll we'll count down those top ten nicknames, which I'm very excited about. Tennessee's three and five. Tampa's three and five. Wheels have fallen off for Tampa. Yeah, they mm-hmm. have. The DK Sportsbook line: Tampa minus one. The over/under is thirty-nine and a half. I mean, the, the Bucks really should be what four and four. I mean, the the fact that they lost that game at the end to C.J. Stroud with like what do you have forty seconds? That was amazing. Yeah, it's it's an interesting matchup. Um, the cornerbacks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are their their primary corners injured. Um, this is part of, you know, you saw C.J. Stroud put up 470. It's very difficult to run on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, it's very easy to throw against them right now. Uh, I think even a banana could do it. So, Bananarama, is he in starting consideration? Considering what we <laughs> Thank you. He is in DFS consideration. Okay. Me. I don't think... Um, I don't think you need to put him out there. I think that there's there's probably a handful of guys like Sam Howell, like Geno would Smith. Go, would you go Taylor Heineke against the Cardinals? Yeah, I, would. I don't think so. I actually okay, would play Levis, Levis on that right. because I don't know if Heineke can throw two touchdowns. But I think it's fine if you want sure. if you want to go that way. Hopkins. What's though. the situation on uh, uh, London? Because that would matter a little bit to me. Yeah, I don't know. If I, we have I, an update yet. Last I heard, the bridge was falling down. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah, Hold on. On show fifteen hundred. <laughs> Can we hit uh, them all? Yeah. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> you, you made fun of yourself on that one. Yeah, well, I knew it before I said it. I was like, don't do it. If I told don't you, don't say if, this, If Jason. I told you it was in my head at the same time. Oh, of course, man. And, and I made the choice to absolutely not say <laughs> yeah, it. You're a smart man. Um, limited on Wednesday, so we'll see for, for London. I mean, limited Wednesday, that's, that's optimistic. Levis. Will not have Traylon Burks. He's not expected to play. I want to bring up Kyle Phillips because Kyle Phillips got a lot of targets. Uh, somebody has to fill in. Like you brought up the defense. Tampa has given up like thirty-five to thirty-seven points to wideouts. Hopkins is a. I was so upset to get into the show doc, and I didn't have the chance to put DeAndre Hopkins in as my start of the week. Oh uh, well, spoilers. So somebody might have done that, but. Um, but Kyle Phillips is getting more involved, and I'm just throwing it out there for, like, DFS. I think he's the, the bare minimum. Uh, Kyle, who is part of the DFS show, have you guys uh, considered Kyle Phillips this week? We're going to talk about him today as okay. a punt. Okay. Uh, Derrick Henry, RB7 on the year. Tampa has yet to allow a red zone rushing touchdown to a running back this year. Yeah, th- this is a real you hope it's snowing in Vermont situation because it's tough sledding for Derrick Henry in this matchup. Um, the Buccaneers have just been good for a long, long time against the run. It's a, it's a very, very uh, tough defense to run on, and they want you to throw. They want you know. It's like, th- why would you not throw the ball against a very easy to beat secondary? So, well, Derrick Henry might do that too. That's fair. That is fair. Chris Godwin managed two for sixteen on a week where Tampa Bay put up thirty-seven points. He was also banged up at one point i know he he 
essentially played the whole game, 88% of the snaps, but I don't remember at what point in the game. Jay, do you remember? Like, there was – he went down. I think he was holding his hand. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't remember, remember the specifics my of, of when that happened, but obviously he did play the majority of game. Uh, the matchup is, is great. Is there anybody here. you're not playing on Tampa's side? Like, would you play Baker over Levis? Yeah, I think I would yeah. because of the weapons. Yeah. So Evans, Godwin, Otten, White. Yeah, Otten is is um he's okay. He had a he had a big week last week, but the Titans are very good against tight ends. So Musgrave I've, over him? I've cooled on Otten. Um yeah, I think I think Musgrave over him. Okay. Anybody else from this game you guys want to discuss? Uh nope. I'm supposed to put this push this button now. Should I be afraid? Is something else going to walk in that door? Don't be afraid. Can okay. I win? You How much money can we win? You can win. I okay. see All right. a picture right. that says it says footballers fo trivia. Oh my god! And the Borgogan has this, huh? He's in a suit. <laughs> Kyle's the host. How many? All right. Okay. Take wow. it away, Kyle. All right. So I went back, looked at some episodes, and oh I got boy. some numbers. So you guys need to write down a number, and the three of you guys can kind of compare your answers and see who's the closest. So it's. Whoever's the closest between three of you, that's what we're going for, okay? Okay. So we're doing some footballers trivia. Yeah, first question, okay? Before Andy's famous intro of Ah, Welcome In, he used to start the show with, what is going on, everybody? And welcome to the show. What was the first episode number that Andy said, Ah, Welcome In? See, I've always oh. wondered this. I, this is like... Oh. I'm... I, hmm. I have oh, no man. idea how I don't know how it started. I don't remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess you're looking episode number. Episode number. And you guys will turn them over at the same time and Yeah, we'll share with answers. the well we'll have to share with the uh listening audience here. Uh the number that I put I'm locking it in, so I'm gonna say it, is forty five. I'm gonna put forty five. Oh, you're going that I was I was going way later. Okay. It well, must be it might be way later. I went two thirty three. Okay. I guess there's fifteen hundred shows. That and I went Soups early. I went thirty-three. Okay, what's the answer? <laughs> the answer answer is three eighty-nine. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So episode three eighty-nine. I yeah. knew it took a while. Mike even made a point after you did it on that episode to kind of like say, "Oh, that's different." Yeah. Really. So you used to say also "Welcome in" or "Happy Monday." That means I've only said that for seventy-four percent of all the shows we've ever done. Wow. That's still the majority. All right, next question. You guys have worked through a lot of matchups. I have a point, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. You worked through a lot of matchups since 2015. You guys have declared 1,764 starts of the week. All, oh, all of them man. hit, right? Um, yeah, they've all hit so far. <laughs> Please don't ask us our hit rate. <laughs> Jason, you've done 122 boom-boom kickers. All of them have hit? Yeah, of course. How many different regular season matchup breakdowns have you done? Like you did four today, not counting those, but how many have you done since 2015? How many matchup breakdowns? Oh, that's just math, right? Yeah, yeah. So. But that's tough math. That's, yeah, that's I, that's very tough um, math. So we just have to shoot our shot here? Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's go. Let's see. Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to work. 2,000. Uh, I'm just going to throw it. I'm going to throw a flat number out there. I will go 1,500. I will. I'm going to take the under on that. I'm going to go. What did you go? G I went 2,000. I'm going to go. I'll go 1,200. 
And he's the closest. 2,216 what? matchups you've breaking. Wow. Oh, my All goodness. Right. You were Sweet. very close. Yeah, that was pretty close. I just did some you did some quick, quick math. mental math and tried to get get there. All right, this next one's this is a hat one, a hat trick question. <laughs> the first person to wear a hat on the show <laughs> was Andy because oh, Mike yeah. was sporting a man bun for, yes, for a while. A very long time ago. It was a hair a hat. hat. <laughs> Mike just had a streak of 44 episodes in a row that he yeah. wore a hat. Yeah. 44 straight? Yeah. yeah. How does that make you feel, Jason? A man with his hair covering it 44 consecutive times. You know, the only thing I feel is bad for Kyle having to go 44 episodes in a row counting who's wearing a hat. What is oh, he, happening? He, he gets high on this stuff. He loves it. All right. <laughs> He's I'm, a stat I'm, dragon. I'm on the show, so it's not that hard to – Okay, but 44 here's a, straight yeah. hats? But here, oh, this yeah. question's about Jason. Because he's a new man in 2023. Yeah, he is a new hat yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. What is Jason's hat rate since week one of this year? So what percentage of episodes oh, gosh. of the 2023 season has Jason Moore wore a hat? All but five is my guess. So 90, 97%. That's my guess. What's your guess, I, I'm go I don't remember when I started. If I, I started by week one, I'm going to go 88%. Uh, then I will go 87%. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Jason's the closest. Yes. 91%. Uh. But Andy was very close. It's 41 out of 45 episodes. You've worn a hat, my friend. Oh, wow. I said like all but five. I just got my percentage wrong. Okay. So we all have a point. Okay. It's looking good. Uh, next question. Jay Grizz mm -hmm. first appeared as a replacement for Jason Moore on this podcast. Yeah. That's what, why he's named Jay Grizz. What episode number did Jay Grizz show up on this show? I believe, Mike, did we order Jay Grizz while we were in this studio? Yes. That's what I thought. And so episode number, probably. Oh, I got I got it. You got it? I bet. It's got to be two, three hundred in at least. Maybe more. Oh, yeah. Maybe more. Yes. I'm mm. going to say episode 500. Mm, that's a good guess. I'm going 500 and. 555, <laughs> Mike. Will, I will go 425. Okay. All right, Mike's the closest. It was episode 376, which is the same episode that Mike cut his hair yes. and cut his man bun. Wow. Yeah, I do remember that because I started the show with a paper bag on my head for the big reveal. Wow. I didn't remember that. Uh, well, it's because you didn't you wear a bag. You should have kept that bag on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. it's in the Smithsonian. Uh, okay. Last Ballers trivia question, okay? So I'm not counting. You guys have done 1,500 episodes. I'm not going to count that you did 108 show after the shows, which right. is a lot. I'm not going to count the 147 footcasts you've done, okay? We're not okay. going to do that. Yeah. We're not going to count the 116 live streams or the Spotify lives or the SiriusXM or the Spitballers. Okay. If you wanted to listen to every single Footballers episode. 15,000 hours. <laughs> this is the question. How long would it take you consecutively, if you just had a playlist, to listen to all of these episodes in a row? It, and you know what? Some listener will probably oh. do this. They'll turn it on. Oh, so I how long would this it. take you? I will. How many days is my question? Oh, what? I, I mean, this I, is I, this is just math. I got to convert into. Um, okay, I'm gonna go here. Let me just. I'm gonna go sixty-two and a half days. I don't know, three hundred days or something. No, 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 not that. This what? is this is you don't sleep, right? This is twenty-four hours in a day. Jay, what did you guess? Sixty Jay, days. Yeah, yeah. I guessed sixty-two and a half hours. 62 and a half days? Hours? Days. days. Sorry, 62 and a half I'll days. Go, I'm going to go like 80 days. Fine. I'm changing mine because mine was way too high. 
I'll go uh, 95 days. It would be approximately 93,000 minutes. And Jason, you are the close 64.8 days. Oh. You listen to every single episode well, back he- to back forever. Wow. All right. Okay. Is that the final one? That's the final who, one. Who, who won? Well, I think oh, Jason and- won. Okay. Uh, Congratulations, Jason. Did I win? I'll you're, take it. You're the smartest man alive. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. All right. Thank you, Kyle. That was that was fascinating. You, you dig deep. That's a lot of footballers. Uh, we uh, we have starts of the week and then uh, the countdown. Yeah. So I'm excited. Welcome to Starts of the Week, presented by Purina Pro Plan. All right. Who wants to start with their quarterback? I'll jump in. I got Jared Gurf. And look, it is a little bit risky business because it's Jared Garth on the road. But he is playing against the Chargers. The Lions are three-point road favorites. Teams are throwing on the Chargers at the third highest rate in the NFL. Goff is averaging about 40 pass attempts per game on the road. And the Chargers are dead last in schedule adjusted points to the quarterback position. So I think Goff is in a very good spot. Yeah, and it's on the road, but it's... I don't like it. It's uh, Really? I <laughs> no, lo- I don't. I, I love the start of Jared Goff. I, um, I Even though it's on the road, uh, road games against the Chargers are oftentimes home games for a traveling crowd. This Lions team and fan base right now, I'll, I'll bet there's a lot of people at that game. Um, I'm going to go next with uh, Kyler Murray as my start of the week. I want to give people confidence to start in week one. Um, the, there's going to be a lot of questions out there of whether you can. If you if you have one of those other, you know, six obvious starts, I'm not saying start him over that, but if if you have a questionable start, you got a Sam Howell, you got a Geno Smith, um, Jared Goff, Jared Goff, I are you believe, still Goff? I, I am Mike. Goff. Start of the week. Yes, uh, I am Goff over Kyler Murray. Um, it's, so Kyler Murray right now in his career, he's averaged 20.3 fantasy points per game. He's been a quarterback one in 63% of his full games played. That's behind only Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, and Jalen Hurts since 2019. And then over the last month, the Falcons are 31st in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And we've seen younger athletic quarterbacks coming back from an ACL injury. Deshaun Watson came back and ran the ball right off the bat. What about the rust? You're not worried about the rust? I mean, yeah, I, I, I do not think Kyler is going to come out here and have his best game of the season by any means. There's going to be a little bit of rust. He probably won't run the most he's going to run this season, but he is a massive upgrade over Joshua Dobbs, who has been very fantasy relevant as a Cardinal. He's actually had a handful of big performances. So I, I, I think Kyler is someone that if you've been holding on to him or if you scooped him up and you've been looking for that quarterback, I'm plugging him in week one. Brock Purdy is my quarterback start of the week. Taking on Jacksonville, gets Debo Samuel back, full assortment of weapons with McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. Um, he He's a good quarterback who's taken a lot of crap for this losing streak, but they're coming off the bye week. They've got a lot to prove. I am, I, I'm very confident in Purdy with two touchdowns at least. And I'm going with Tony Pollard against the New York Giants. I think this is it. This is the time. He is tied for the second most red zone attempts. It's been inefficient, only two red zone touchdowns this year, but the Cowboys have the highest implied team total. They are playing the Giants. They should absolutely destroy them. And a hot Kyle stat here over the last decade, 64 teams were favored by more than two touchdowns at home. 
And the running back, uh, running backs, I should say, 30 rushing attempts, 137 yards, averaged over 30, 30 fantasy points a game. Did you I see the line? Tony Pollard Do you know it. the line? I I believe it's 16 yeah, points. Yeah, I had heard it was. 16 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> 16 wasn't high enough. They're like, bet it up. Yeah, I think this is this is finally the week that we get some hot Tony Pollard action. Okay, uh, for my running back start of the week, I'm going with Ramondre Stevenson. Guten Tag. Yeah, over in Germany. He's actually been the running back nine. Yeah, the plan is working. Over the last month, averaging 15 opportunities per game uh, against the Colts. If he gets 15 opportunities, he should be great. I talked about it, but they have allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL this season. And it's not just touchdowns on the season. He's averaging as many targets per game as Christian McCaffrey. So the matchup here makes him a must start to me. It's interesting because the, the the targets is what we were hoping would come back that six that he had in week one, and he's had six, six, four, six. His total carries are not that high. I mean, it's 10, 9, 10, 9. Like, he hasn't been over that uh, eight. So but it's still, been in the passing game. 15 opportunities a game. You would want it to be mm -hmm. oh, 10, yeah. 10 oh, yeah. carries and five receptions versus 14 carries and one reception. I'm going with Javante Williams. This is like uh, Javante has looked better and better as the season went on. Um, the Bills' defense is really struggling. They're allowing almost five yards per carry on the ground. They're also struggling through the air. That's why they made a trade. Um, Thirty opportunities for Javante before the bye week. I think he's a top fifteen rest of the season uh, running back. Oh, I do. Oh my, at, uh, I could see it at wide receiver. I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. He is top five in target share and air yard share. So this, I mean, this is a perfect matchup for him. He's playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just got absolutely destroyed by the Houston Texans. But it's just the confidence of Will Levis. Not that Will Levis is the greatest quarterback on earth, but we we have a quarterback now who will give Hopkins the star treatment. Eleven targets last week. That is absolutely beautiful. Against a winnable opponent, I'm going. I like Hopkins as a smash play. Uh, Hopkins is going to be awesome this week. I've got Tyler Lockett against Washington at home. Hot Lockett. Hot Lockett. Uh, we're coming off a terrible week for the Seahawks offense. It was straight diaper gravy last week in Baltimore. Oh, that's a new one. Um, but this is still a good. <laughs> team a well-run franchise what episode did jason break out the new <laughs> phrase diaper gravy um 1500 so uh i think they bounce back and the washington defense is why you can have confidence washington is the 31st best in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers 30th in expected points added per pass attempt lockett's averaging six targets per game there's there's probably going to be a little bit rain in this game um, that that's the only concern. If if for some reason it, it gets worse beforehand, maybe you make a pivot. But I presume Lockett's had plenty of good games in the rain before they play in Seattle. It rains you, all the time. Have you seen how bad DK Metcalf has been? Yeah. Yes. Like this offense, if they don't perform against Washington, there's going to be panic alarms for Geno Smith. I mean, for it will sure. be a, like a full, yeah, moving on from Geno for the franchise maybe at some point. Um. It's been bad. It has. It's really, it sucks, man, because that was such a great story. Mech have had one catch for 50 yards last week, which was a lot of yak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was it. Mm. That's sad. Um, is it my turn? No. Yep. It is. Yep. My wide receiver is contingent <laughs> on being active. <laughs> That's important. Uh, Drake London, if he plays Arizona, if he's healthy, 
I think Drake London is a a, a huge play this week. Uh, been ver- fairly consistent before getting hurt. Uh, eight targets a game, 63 receiving yards a game. Cardinals secondary, incredibly weak. Uh, and the ability for Kyler to put up some points. I think Drake London is set up. The problem is you don't really know where to go if he's out because last week Mac Hollins got banged up, and so then Kaderil Hodge came in and actually looked pretty good. Oh, so man. You Arthur was so ecstatic. Yeah, because he loves playing players who nobody has their the, football cards. The tertiary options? Yeah, nobody oh has their gosh. cards. It's unbelievable. All right, tight end starts of the week. Dalton Kincaid gets mm, the Denver Broncos. Mm. It is it's time over the last three weeks, averaging seven and a half receptions, seventy three yards per game. He's he their is, second best receiver. Yes, Gabe the Babe is no longer the number two option. It is Dalton Kincaid, it's Stephon Diggs, and then it's Dalton. And then the matchup, the Broncos thirtieth in schedule just a points to the tight end. This is a this will be a very fun Dalton Kincaid game. It, it is the week for Dalton tight ends for yes. sure. If you have a Dalton Find tight a Dalton, end, Andy. and I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz against Cincinnati, someone call a doctor because <laughs> Dr. Schultz is back. He had 11 targets last week. He has been a difference-making tight end over the last month, basically killing it since week four. He got off to a slow start. We thought, oh, he's not important to this offense. He's actually really, really good. He's a good tight end the rest of the season. But this week, Cincinnati is dead last in scheduled Justin Fantasy points allowed to the tight end. Look at what Kate Otten did last week. You know, the, yeah. the most fantasy points for tight end last week was against uh, Cincinnati. They're going to need Dalton Schultz in this game. Dalton Keene, tight end for the Houston <laughs> Texans. No. Wait, they have multiple Daltons. They have multiple Daltons. Now, Logan Thomas against Seattle is my selection here. Averaging 5.6 targets per game. Look to in the red zone. Um, Washington's throwing the ball a ton. Their defense is weak. You talked about Geno and having confidence on the Seattle side. Uh, but the last two weeks, Seattle's been lit up by the tight end. I think Logan gets back into the end zone this week. Thank you to our sponsor, Purina Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport provides fine-tuned nutrition for strength and stamina that enables dogs and owners to take on life's adventures together. Pro Plan Sport, high-performance fuel for active dogs it all starts here. Oh, we're into the boom, boom, aren't we? Yes. Okay. Jason Moore's Ironclad, Locked and Loaded, 100% guaranteed boom, boom, kicker of the week. Last week on Boom Boom Kicker, doing hard time in jail, I broke little groupies back. Revered in the prison, some called me a man of demolition, not holding back my true desires. I unleashed a roundhouse fart, instant kill, it stopped his heart so long. Seattle's Jason Myers. Now, so you're just—I have some notes. Yeah, uh, we had a we, we had a demolition man reference. Yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah, I like that. Now, I guess if you want to stretch it, you could say Roundhouse Wesley Snipes, but Sly Stallone is not a Roundhouse type of guy. So you, no, no, you no. Have, this is a Wesley issue. Snipes. Okay. I, this was a Wesley Snipes All right. roundhouse, roundhouse fart. Okay. All right. You're All back right. in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I worked through my problems. Okay, good. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm glad uh, I brought it up. I, I find it a little disturbing that these 
You're not just beating them up. They're like, you're like, well, he's on you're a, like killing, he's, you're he, killing them. I he's on them. They're dead. Yeah. Yeah. They're dead. I hate kickers. I know, but them. that's like, that's like real hate. Murder. Yeah. Murder <laughs> yeah. is at the tippy top of yeah. hate. To be fair. I didn't know that my roundhouse fart would kill him. <laughs> it was just a good one. You know, just a real solid roundhouse yeah. fart. Yep. What a lead in. All right. We have one more segment, right? We've got yes. a uh, special moment here. I believe we do. Let's have the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> the, the top 10 show nicknames of all time. Brooks, are you handling this? Yes, sir. I've got so, the results. So are you counting them down 10 to 1? Yes, sir. Sure am. Yeah, we have. I am so curious. 108 nicknames. And I saw people complaining that other ones weren't in there. Yeah. Some, well, some like, uh, I think, one-offs, maybe. And some were like ones more jingles, singing. Yeah. You know, David Johnson was the biggest one that people were looking for. But we it's not just, really a nickname. We I, decided I that, that didn't make that. the cut. All right. And uh, we had over 5,000 votes. Excellent. Excellent. And we're going to start, actually, a, a quick shout-out to number 11 because only 19 votes separate 10 and 11 and 11 was pity city oh and that was a change this morning last night pity city had the hey, lead but your, your vote counts kyle's that make you sad he's top 12 wide receiver i love it <laughs> top 12 <laughs> nickname too <laughs> all right all right at number 10 with 1,263 votes, Fat Thor. Oh, wow. Fat Thor? Recency Brand new. bias. Yes. Yeah. That's Fat Thor. <laughs> that's, All right. That's su surprising. Uh, yeah. Also ridiculous, Mike, that you accomplished what you did with that name. And my Halloween costume. All right, guys. At number nine. All right. Mr. Behold. Yeah. Adam Gase. Yeah. Mr. Behold was number nine, huh? And uh, I believe you said Adam Gase, but we have updated that. That is no yeah. longer Adam Gase's nickname. That is Arthur Smith's. <laughs> All right. All right. Number eight. This one surprised me, guys. Fireball Jones, Tim <laughs> Patrick. Wow. Number eight with you know, almost 1,400 votes. He never got to live up to that. No. I feel like maybe we shouldn't have called him that. We have... Changed a few guys' names like that. Tried to give him a real superhero Sma name. Yeah, Smash, Smash Jackson, Jackson was poof gone. <laughs> yeah, that's not hey, so. Fireball Jones was eight. Okay, but you know what? not this is not our fault. We're doing everything we can for these guys. And uh, yeah, he got paid. That's true. He probably got paid because of the nickname. And at number seven, with about a hundred votes more, Booty Scootin' Cam. Oh Newton. yeah. All right, that was a great one. It was the drop made the name i mean booty scootin cam newton is okay but when is hit that drop again <laughs> yes it would have been good for the show for him to be better than he ended he, up he burned bright yeah all right, that's great six. all right guys at number six another new one from recent uh voldemort John yeah, watson yeah, yeah. 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 I I actually did vote for that one did as you? well. Oh yeah, I love I love he, he who, who not be, he who shall not be named. <laughs> All right, so uh, Voldemort. Wow, number six. Okay, now we're in the top five, baby. 
All right, this one is a shocker for me, guys. Can't wait to see the reactions. Number five, Tony, 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 Brooks, <laughs> James Jones Jr. Yes. Come on. I know it's not. Too. Yes, baby. Oh, that's a Does that good shock one. you like it does me, Mike? Yeah, it's not only shocking. Disappointing? It's disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing. <laughs> there's, there's over 100 names. How many votes did uh, Mr. <gasps> Tony, Tony, Brooks, James Jones Jr. get? 1,700. Yeah, Five. the people. Hey, the people right. I'm shocked. The people like it. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Number four. I am the walrus. Yes. Darren Waller. All right, we're back on track. I thought that was in contention for number one, for sure, the walrus. But shaky hamstring knocks him to yeah. four. Yeah. All right, guys, we're top down three. to the top three. The dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I hope okay. he gets activated to the active roster. Oh, Leonard Fournette, by the way, for those <laughs> wanting to know the dump truck. That's great. That was last year, right? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah, huh? that's a uh, one where Al got the drop on the spot on the fly. Oh yeah, he did work the hard that day. <laughs> Number two. Number two. The mouth mouth is loose. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's a good one. All right. Okay, that makes sense. The mouth. The mouth is, is loose. All right. Is, well, he, he needs to get loose. He's not been loose for a while. He needs to get loose. That was uh, the most popular shirt we ever had. Yeah. Sure. Do we have a drum roll or something here, Al? We sure do. Excellent. Don't tell me how to do my job. Uh, <laughs> I'm just making sure. All right. And the number one nickname of all time, Big Montana. Oh, yes. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Will, Will Disley. Disney. Will Disley. What? Woo-hoo. It's only because of the music. Of oh, course yeah. it is. I mean, it's all of it, baby. Oh my Big gosh. Big Montana? Nice. He stopped it. Unbelievable. Big Montana number one. That's fantastic. Now, how, how wide was the gap? Uh, Do you couple, have that? Uh, like, uh, what, 150? That's or pretty so? big. Big Montana. 170. So, how did oh. this, this work? You voted for 10 and then the accumulation yep. of points? Yep. So, people yeah. weren't putting Big Montana as number one necessarily, right? Right, That's it's just true, the, yeah. most it was the most people had him in the top ten of. So in, a, in in some ways, it's almost like the most popular nicknames. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's yeah. just based on like. It's exactly what it is. Oh man, we dodged, fellas. We got lucky here because uh, Darnell Anderson was number twelve. Oh, I wanted to. The <laughs> he t- was the two that I'm sad. about. Oh, the about. Lizard King. I feel like that one lost the uh, recency. The 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 two that I'm sad about is Darnell Anderson. I wanted him to be. We, and blah blah blah, because <laughs> those those are two P- of my. P all-time. River was fourteen. Nice. Oh, see, I was a big fan of that. Uh, Koopa Cup of Coffee was seventeen. <laughs> what was the least popular nickname? Uh, oh, good I'm question. looking at good it. Question. We got my sweetie Didi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Betty Crockett Gilmore was. I don't also- even remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Was Crockett Gilmore a player? <laughs> that's a yeah twenty. That's a the early days twenty fifteen. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So so here's a funny one more final note here. Uh, number one hundred and number one hundred seven was Mister Necessary and Mister Very Necessary. <laughs> oh come on, Mister Necessary was great. Yeah, Charles Clay. That was a good time. Jameson Target. I forgot about that. <laughs> Wow. Okay. 
Oh, there's, um, there's so many dumb names. In I'm here. sure we will have some uh, some social media content surrounding this vote, so we'll share the results out there. And guys, we have one final thing for you before we close uh, oh, down no. show oh, 1500. No. Uh, we do have a special a special congrats video we want to play from the Foot Clan. Oh, and really? And a special congrats from us here at Foot Clan HQ. We oh. are just so thankful to be a part of this and. So this this quick video really summarizes just how meaningful you guys are to everybody. Aww. Hey guys, it's Julia, one of your writers. Congratulations on 1,500 shows. Congratulations, ballers, on 1,500 episodes. Each day when you welcome us into the show, Andy, it feels as if you are welcoming us into your own home to shoot the breeze, converse with friends. Beyond just the regular fantasy football stuff, I just want to thank you guys for a show that made a 40-year-old woman think that she really, truly could pivot her career. My kids and I listen to you guys in the car every single day, and they've enjoyed it so much that they've wanted to start their own fantasy league. So we now have a league with my siblings and their kids, and it's just really been a great thing to bond over together. For an hour every day, we get to do what we love with you guys, Andy, Mike, and Jason. I'd like to thank you guys for being incredible fantasy football analysts, but more than that, for being incredible people and being incredible men who really appreciate all people, but appreciate women in this space. And I, that means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. And yes, you do offer us your expert fantasy analysis and advice, but you do something so much more important than that. You put a smile on our faces. So congratulations. Thanks for all that you do. And I'm just super proud to be a tiny part of something so great. And most importantly of all, go Adam Thielen. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations on 1,500 episodes. Looking forward to the next 1,500. Oh, you sneaky scoundrels. Once again, surprising us. That was very sweet. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Julia. Oh, my God. We have thank a lot everybody. Of, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. This has been, I mean, it's it's a little surreal. In the respect of how much time has passed since the beginning, yeah, wouldn't you say? I mean, 15, it's like fifteen thousand hours of talking. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's truly. Uh, it's, it's, it is unbelievable. It is it truly is almost impossible. <laughs> impossible to, to believe. Hey, yeah. and yes, yeah, seriously, thank you, everyone listening. Uh, what a ride! What a ride! Thank you for yeah. And, and and let's be clear. I mean, that was some very nice stuff said about the three of us. But we are a we are a team. Yeah, we are just like a, a reflection of the people around us in in every respect, from the uh, the production staff to our dev team to everybody. You know, Papa Josh handling customer support, uh, Betsy and Kyle, and and what they do on the other podcasts and like and the Foot Clan. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, we've we always we started this because we believed that. Fantasy was a lot more than trying to, you know, increase your bank account on a weekly basis or, you know, even finishing first in your league. Like one person does that every year, but everybody plays together. And so, you know, I've seen some comments this past week on show 1500 of people just saying like they look forward to the daily routine of fantasy football. And that's really what it is. You play mm -hmm. the whole you play the whole year. And there's only one day the championship happens. And you got, you know, 364 other days where you're part of the routine of fantasy, which we think is really fun and and fills people with, like, you know, camaraderie and connection and all that. So that's why we do it. And we really appreciate everybody. So thank you so much. No more surprises back there. That's it. Now you're sending the Borgogan right back out, right? Oh, yeah. Get him out that door. Get out of here, Kyle. 
Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you so much, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. for listening to another episode of the fantasy footballers podcast join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on twitter at the ff ballers this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. it's a simple truth no matter who you are mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.